Welcome to day 178 of Shaped by the Word, third season together, the story of the prophets. Uh, we're reading through the prophet uh, Jeremiah, uh, the northern king uh, kingdom. You'll remember the kingdom referred to you know, in the prophets as Israel has already been conquered you know, by Assyria, and uh, they've been scattered to the nations. Judah you know, has been a remnant you know, of God's people, but now they're under judgment. And so you sense the coming judgment of the Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar, um, whom God will use as an instrument of his judgment, uh, even in uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon's uh, unrighteousness. And uh, we have had three famous sermons, you know, from Jeremiah. He's done the sermon by the gate where he preaches to the people, the sermon in the temple where he preaches, you know, to the priest, and the sermon in the um, you know, in the palace where he preaches, you know, to the rulers. There is another aspect, you know, of, of, of Israel's, you know, kind of checks and balances. There were, there were three offices, you know, the offices were the prophet, the priest, and the king. And so he's already denounced, you know, the, the priest, and he's already denounced the king. And he continues, you know, his denouncement of the prophets who have not, you know, given the people the word of the Lord, you know, that they need to hear. So we pick up in, a, in Jeremiah, you know, 23, starting in verse 9. Uh, before we read, as always, we, we pause and uh, we, we come expectantly in God's presence. You know, asking him, you know, whether we whether we have a lot of goosebumps or a lot of immediate feelings or not, uh, to slowly but surely, by his faithfulness, complete his work in us. Mm. And uh, of course, the means of one of the means of grace he's given us is a very clear word uh, that he has spoken out by his Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you how you are present in it. Uh, we thank you, Father, uh, that is breathed out by you. And, of course, we, we know that the very fact that we have life is because you breathed into us and we became living beings. We thank you for the life in your word. We pray, Father, that you administer life through your spirit from your word to us and, and continue your work in us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. In Jeremiah 23, verse 9. Concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me. All my bones tremble. I'm like a drunken man, like a strong man overcome by wine. Because of the Lord and his holy words, the land is full of adulterers. Because of the curse, the land lies parts, and the pastors in the wilderness are withered. Prophets follow an evil course and use their power unjustly. Both prophet and priest alike are godless. Even in my temple, I found their wickedness, declares the Lord. Therefore, their path will become slippery. They will be banished to darkness and there they will fall. I'll bring disaster on them in the year that they are punished, declares the Lord. Among the prophets of Samaria, I saw this repulsive thing. They prophesied by Bel and led my people Israel astray. And among the prophets of Jerusalem, I've seen something horrible. They commit adultery and live a lie. They strengthen the hands of evil doers so that not one of them turns from their wickedness. They're all like Sodom to me, like the people of Jerusalem are like Gomorrah. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the prophets. I will make them eat bitter food and drink poison water, because from the prophets of Jerusalem, ungodliness is spread throughout the land. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me, the Lord says, you will have peace. And to all who follow the stubbornness of their hearts, and they say no harm will come to you. 
but which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see or to hear his word, who has listened, listened and heard his word? See, the storm of the Lord will burst out in wrath, a whirlwind swirling down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he fully accomplishes the purposes of his heart. In days to come, you will understand it clearly. I did not send these prophets, yet they have run with their message. I did not speak to them, yet they have prophesied. But if they have not stood in my counsel, they would have proclaimed, but if they had stood in my counsel, they would have proclaimed my words to my people and would have turned them from their evil ways and from their evil deeds. Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? Mm. I've heard what the prophets say who prophesy lies in my name. They say I had a dream, I had a dream. How long will this continue in the hearts of these lying prophets who prophesy the delusions of their own minds? They think the dreams they tell one another will make my people forget my name just as their ancestors forgot my name through bell worship. Let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream, but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. For what has straw to have to do with grain, declares the Lord. Is not my word like a fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces? Therefore, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who steal from one another words supposedly from me. Yes, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who wag their own tongues and yet declare, the Lord declares. Indeed, I am against those who prophesy false dreams, declares the Lord. They will tell them and lead my people astray with their reckless lies. Yet I did not send them or appoint them. They do not benefit these people in the least, declares the Lord. What an understatement. <laughs> they do not benefit these people in the least, declares the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the unit you know, of temptation, you know, for all of us you know, in ministry is to, uh, you know, stay on the sunny side of the gospel. And, of course, that is certainly <laughs> a lot of beauty in the comfort that we have in Scripture and passages, you know, like we read yesterday. Uh, but another function you know, of the you know of the gospel and of scripture as a whole is is to warn us and, and to correct us and to train us you know in righteousness and, and build us up and of course the prophets are, are not doing that and, and of course the temptation that's it's far better to be popular than to be godly and uh, Paul said in the latter days people you know will gather around themselves you know a myriad of teachers to tell them exactly what their itching ears want to hear and of course it's just a repeat of history mm-hmm. you know what was happening in ancient israel as well and uh, jeremiah says you know this makes me tremble makes me stagger you know the very thought you know that god's spokesman would compromise god's word you know these these offices that we've been seeing that you so again, in the beginning, it's it's fun to see these traced because we read about them in the prophets, and we're like, man, we long for a true priest to come. We long for a true king to come, you know, as we looked at last or yesterday. But we've been waiting for a true prophet too. I mean, Moses wow. spoke about this prophet that would come after him, that God would raise up, you know, a prophet after like me, that you know, listened to him. And and yet here we see kind of condemnation after condemnation of these false prophets until we get to Jesus and he begins to speak and people begin to say, where did he get this authority? Mm. And even, you know, at, you get the baptism of Jesus and my beloved son, you know, listen to him, the transfiguration, you know, listen yeah. to him. And and so here is the, the true prophet and you have that, even that question in 22, you know, if they had stood in my council, yeah. they would have proclaimed my words to my people. And what does Jesus say? I proclaim to you only what I've heard from the Father. That's good. You know, and so just, uh, it's this anticipation as we look at them. 
false prophets, the ones who speak on their own behalf. What does Jesus do? He, he speaks only what he hears from the yeah. Father. The one who faithfully speaks the word of God, the one who faithfully mediates the grace of God, uh, the one who faithfully reigns over the people of God. Mm-hmm. You know, he is our prophet, priest, and king. And of course, these are three of you know the major you know major movements of the Old Testament that prepare us you know for Jesus. You know, one who is a true priest, one who is a true prophet, and one who is you know a true true king after you know God's own heart. And of course, you know, he says of these prophets, say, "I have a dream. I have a dream." And even you know the critique is is in place, you know, just a little bit, you know, humorous. They're waiting to see, you know, what is the coolest, latest, you know, uh, new revelation, mm-hmm. you know, that really gathers crowds and really, you know, has a you know, kind of a popular sense of appeal to it. And he says, and then you just steal words from each other. And when somebody's on, you know, on a trend, you know, the others, you know, pick it up, but none of you have stood in my counsel. And of course, we're reminded of, you know, just those words, you know, right there in Genesis chapter one, let us you know, make a man in our own image. Mm-hmm. So uh, the counsel of the Lord, you know, surely speaks about the heavenly hosts that surround him in adoration, but more specifically speaks of, you know, the unity uh, of the Godhead it's, itself. They've not heard from me, and, mm-hmm. and therefore their words are worthless. I know that I bring up, like, Exodus quite a bit just because I've been um, reading those <laughs> those books uh, recently. But as I read, like, Verse 15, therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says concerning the prophets. I will make them eat bitter food and drink poisoned water because from the prophets of Jerusalem, ungodliness has spread throughout the land. I couldn't help but think back at how God provided the manna and the quail, and he provided water that was not bitter um, through the rock, and how God provided these these food and, and water for his people um, because he's a faithful God, and even in their grumbling, he provided. But this is such a contrast from that because this is a punishment. This is his people, not just his people, but these prophets, these people who are proclaiming things that are not from God, um, as if they are from God. I mean, this is a punishment, and it's the opposite of what he was providing his people in the wilderness. And, um, it's just sad. It's sad to see that. It's um, it's sad to see the what the, what man has wrought and, and the sin of man has wrought. And uh, yeah, that's kind of an image that stuck out to me. Well, you, you you have a pattern, you know, in scripture of creation, decreation. Mm-hmm. In, in creation, God brings you know blessing and flourishing into the world. Uh, in decreation, uh, the world is cast back into you know chaos, and, and, and certainly you have that you know creation decreation, you know in, in the Exodus experience where God you know, brings uh, abundance in in the wilderness, and here you have a reversal you know of, of those patterns, mm-hmm. of those patterns as well, and, and of course you have that in, in Deuteronomy. It's not simply we walk away from God. Uh, we, when we walk away from God, we create a sense of chaos, or we bring curse back into, uh, you know, into our world. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is certainly happening in in, in uh, Israel. The prophets are unwilling to, you know, unwilling to challenge the people on, you know, how far they are from God. I think it's helpful to see that they 
weren't just um, trying to be nice to the people. It was actually doing the people a huge disservice to just say that peace, there's peace, you know, peace declares the Lord. They were, I mean, it was a selfish motivation, wouldn't you say, on their part? Uh, No doubt. You know, know, for us, you know, I know the temptation is it's, uh, um, you you want to be liked and you want to be thought Mm -hmm. well off. And and, and there are some times that, that, God's word calls you to say hard things that are countercultural that you know, rub, you know, against you know the winds of culture on the outside, and even from you know some of the things mm-hmm. that we've come to see as accepted truth yeah. on, on 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 the inside. And uh, but we are never loving, you know, when we fail, you know, to communicate God's truth, whether it's to those in the culture who desperately need to be challenged or those in the church, you know, who desperately need to be challenged. And so sometimes, you know, being a prophet, you know, is a very uncomfortable place, but all of us are, all of us are called, you know, to be faithful to the word we have from God, Mm -hmm. uh, not the word we have from, I had a dream, I had a dream, I had a dream, (laughs) in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Father, thank you for the truth of your word. Uh, we, We do thank you as we often have. You know, in our podcast, it, uh, you're not afraid to make us uncomfortable, but you always offer the ultimate comfort of your presence, of your blessing, uh, of our flourishing through your provision for us. And, and Father, give us ears to hear, not simply what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. And may we be faithful uh, to respond to your correction, to your rebuke, and, and to the training that you give us in righteousness. So we're thoroughly equipped to be your people and uh, in this world uh, for your glory, uh, for our joy, and for the benefit of those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.